Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello there, and welcome to the Transformation for Success radio show with Dr. B. You want to know the secrets that a wealth management CEO shares with executives and entrepreneurs to make smart financial decisions in today's climate and environment? Do you want to go to the next level and start making money? You want to know how being in debt can influence poor decision making? Uh, Want to learn the top five ways to beat back adverse markets and win when presidential tweets turn markets? Well, my guest today, none other than Mr. Achilles Zorea, a New York-based author, financial advisor, and CEO of Lorea Wealth Management, is here to share with you his own personal journey and how it shaped him to help business owners and senior executives confront and succeed money issues and challenges with our GNP process. He's been featured as a recurring financial expert, political and bilingual Spanish television guest for Fox and commentator for Fox News and Univision Communications in New York. He is also founder of Latinos of Influence Forum on LinkedIn. So stay tuned for today's show. And if you have questions or comments and you're listening live, you can call in the show at 1-888-346-9141. If you are an international caller, we welcome you to call 001-480-553-5760. And remember... You can download the show later and share with your colleagues and friends because we're on iTunes, Roker, Stitcher, Google Voice. And also, I welcome you to check out the online Transformation Success Television Network, also on VoiceAmericaTV.com. We have a lineup of shows for your listening and blowing, well, your viewing pleasure, and you can see me in action. You can also download my free app, Dr. Barbara Young, on Google. It's free. Now to my guest today. Welcome, Achilles Larea, to the show. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> honored. Well, we are honored to have you on the show. You have a very interesting background, and I am so delighted to chat with you, and more importantly, to have you share with the listeners uh, your story. So I want to start, uh, Achilles, with uh, where you grew up, and uh, I know a lot about you. I mean, I did a lot of research on you, and I'm really excited uh, to have you share. And I know that you, I know that you put yourself through college, and you've done some marvelous things. So just share with the listeners a little bit about your background. Yeah, um, I grew up in a working class neighborhood in Woodside, New York. It's actually part of Queens. Uh, uh-huh. You know, wonderful place to grow up. Uh, we were the, one of the first uh, Latino families to uh, come into that part of Queens. Um, and just gives you a unique perspective on where you stand and how to really try to get ahead more through sheer will, more than anything, <laughs> but uh, just, uh, you know, a really great way to, uh, you know, uh, made some wonderful friends there, still have uh, wonderful friends there. My mom still lives there. Uh, I, you know, I look at it, it as the great 
grounder, you know, mm-hmm. where you talk about electricity and grounding, you know, anywhere that I've been in my career and in my life, I make sure I go back to the neighborhood so that way it never comes into my head and I'm still the same guy that uh, started out. I think that's wonderful. Did you have uh, people that really inspired you to go to college? You know, because I know so many uh, young people who grew up in New York, maybe not necessarily in Queens, but other areas, and really did not go to college. So what was the impetus that propelled you to go to college? And more or less, you worked your way through. Yeah, um, you know, it's funny. I went to a school in Queens called St. Francis Prep, uh, which is one of the largest Catholic high schools in uh, the United States. And that was, you know, there was really no talk of you not going to college. Mm -hmm. You know, you were going to go. The question was where? And, um, you know, they had a very tough curriculum. There are a lot of people who didn't make it uh, through high school. Uh, because it, it was, you know, it was it was tough, and but it gave you all the good habits. And I've said this uh, when I've done talks, where this is a school that just really gave me that ground roots, you know, along with the other education that I have in, in, in primary school, gave me the ground roots to say college is for me because I had several friends who didn't go to college and who are doing well and I have nothing, you know, against that. Mm-hmm. It was just something for me right from the get go that I wanted to go. I wanted to be one of the first in my family to graduate from college. That's great. That's a, that's a noble cause too. And, and the fact that you said something very important, uh, that good habits, you, you established good habits even in high school. Um, what was, uh, you know, the thing that always fascinates me is you look at yourself today and where you are and how you're actually providing all this financial advice and wealth management tips. And do, when you look back, <laughs> did you ever think that this might be the career you'd end up in? Did you have aspirations? Because you are a lifelong student of martial arts and you had a third degree black belt in Shotokan Karate. And a member of the U.S. World oh. Cup karate team. My goodness, Aquinas, you would have thought you'd have been in sports. <laughs> I'm, I'm really? a classic underachiever, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, you know, I, was, I was very fortunate uh, that I found karate, or should I say it found me at a very young age. Uh, I was one of the few people in my neighborhood who knew martial arts. I got serious again when I was around 17, 18 years old. And, uh, you know, through my brother's help, uh, who was one of my instructors, uh, it helped me to really, you know, look for and become, it really gave me the discipline to move forward with college, with uh, everything else. And also, uh, as you indicated, I did pay for my own school. And I was, in, in the time I was, in St. John's, I was running, St. John's University, I, I was running uh, two karate schools and uh, as, as a manager and instructor, uh, I was also on the national team, uh, but I, it also helped me save money to pay for school. And that in itself was always an interesting story. I don't know if we have time for that, but I would always uh, negotiate with the bursar every quarter uh, and, and that's the money department in the school, if you don't know who that is. But mm-hmm. uh, I would always yeah, negotiate the price, and I would be done paying for that particular semester two weeks before 
the semester ended. So that was quite a, quite a, you know, I, was, I felt very proud to do that and to walk away from college debt-free. Well, you know, I, I, I admire you for that. And, you know, one of the things that I did note that, you know, po- possibly I'm going to ask you this question that was a part of your inner desire to be successful and to also be successful as it relates to money after witnessing what your mom went through. Um, some of the challenges, and I know you talked about this, uh, being able to witness her and the struggles after being laid off from the garment district in which she worked and the impact that that may have made on you. Do you believe that that was sort of a tie-in from seeing what happened and then motivating you, you know, more or less? And to do what Absolutely. you're doing with families today. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, uh, it had a tremendous influence on me. I knew that there was uh, there was this lack of financial literacy amongst Latinos, amongst uh, everyone that I knew. However, it wasn't that way amongst the Irish families and Jewish families and the German families that were in my neighborhood because they had all received some sort of education from the fathers, from the mothers, and they had a leg up by the time because they knew uh, some of their kids were not going to college, that they were going to go into the trades right away or uh, become policemen or firemen or, or the like. So there was an advantage there for them. And and that is true. And and so that and I agree with you wholeheartedly and really applaud you. I'm going to say it right now for all that you've done. And but, you know, as I've looked back to find out the things that sparked me to do what I'm doing today are results of things that I witnessed during childhood and wanting to help people become better and not bitter. What were what were some of your early struggles uh you know, that you had to face because like many of us, you know, life is not that bowl of cherries. We do face struggles and how to, and challenges and how did you overcome them? Uh, are we talking family in general or are you talking Well, just general? early because you're, you know, you're in college, you're on the karate team, you have a lot of energy, but Achilles, what, what were some of the things that you had to face and encounter to get where you are now, this wealth management coach and some of the things that... I, I tell you, you're, you're right. Uh, there are several things that have happened. And w- one thing was that I loved karate. I loved it. I still, to the day, practice. And one of the things I walked around with, I knew if I was ever going to be a karate guy, I wasn't going to have much money, you know, because okay. A, it didn't pay a lot. Uh, it was a labor of love. B, you spent most of your money traveling pretty much on your own dime. Um, And C, you know, I would never give up that experience for the world because it was was instrumental to giving me the discipline that I knew I was going to need in my uh, newfound career, which was wealth management. And I knew that this was going to be important for it. So those were some of the things. But more importantly, you know, it it was really just something that happened. It was a story, (laughs) it's a story, (laughs) forgive me, that one of my best friends mentioned to me that uh, one of the wirehouses, now the wirehouses are like your Merrill Lynch, Morgan Stanley's of the world, 
uh, Smith <laughs> Barney at the time, uh, you know, they were having an open house. And he asked me that, he said to me, you should go do that. You're good at it. You sell all the time. You, you know, you have good relationships with people. You'd be good at it. And I said to him, I can't. The New Zealand karate team is coming in and my sensei wants me to fight. <laughs> so I couldn't show up that night. And he was very disappointed with me. You know, now he doesn't remember. But, he, you know, a good friend of mine is very disappointed in me. He said that to me. I'm disappointed in you. You should go. And I said, okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get, I'm going to get an interview and I'm going to get that job. And I called them up, basically bullied my way into an interview because they told me no. And I said, I, no, I'm going to come in tomorrow. Did that work? And <laughs> the interview, uh, eight or nine interviews later, uh, I had the job and my future boss said to me, you know, I'm not hiring you because of what school you went to or whatever. I don't really care about that stuff. I like the fact that you're a karate guy. And if you can transpose what you learned in karate, that dedication and discipline into this, you're going to be very successful. <laughs> I am absolutely, I, I, wrote, <laughs> I am thrilled to hear that story. And I know the listeners are too, because nothing Nothing that you ever do is really a mistake. It all adds up to your purpose and destiny. And that's what I was just thinking about the karate guy. And you never probably would have dreamed how karate would have played such a part in your future. Isn't that something? No, definitely not. Definitely not. (laughs) Crazy. Well, I'm sure. I mean, you were the karate guy, you know, running around and competing. And now, when when you were going uh, going to college, you started a karate school. Now, are you now out of the karate school business? Or are you still in it when you get this well, job? I was running it for someone. Mm-hmm. So okay. I didn't actually own it. Oh, okay. But I still go practice. Okay. Well, the, I mean, that's good. I probably it's something that the discipline that you'll probably ever, probably forever do. And that's why you look so good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I also, seven years ago, I uh, turned vegan. Okay. So that simply means no meat, no dairy, and uh, I eat a plant-based diet. And uh, I've been uh, doing that now for quite some time and I've lost 107 pounds in the process. Oh, that's wonderful. That's 105, sorry. That, that's encouraging. But it took me seven but, years. Well, next time we'll be, I'll have you on the show, we'll, uh, probably next year we'll talk about, because <laughs> in January, everybody will be saying, oh my God, I ate too much over the holidays and they'll all be wondering, you know, how do I, how do I lose these, you know, 50 pounds in a week? So, <laughs> so. That's when, that's when everybody crams into the gym, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, but it, I, I avoid those weeks at the gym like a plague. <laughs> well, I, I should probably confess this, uh, which I don't think I've ever done on the air, but I am a former weightlifter. I started lifting weights at 62 and I got That's to, bitch, I got to the point where I was deadlifting 150 pounds. So I love wow. it. Nice. Never thought. Never thought that would relate. So anyway, but I, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, how you, you got into the wealth management and also some of the tips that you share with entrepreneurs. I have a lot of questions because 
there are so many challenges that we're facing in the United States today as it relates to money and all over the world, I'm sure, because people basically want to thrive and survive and be successful, not only, I would hope, professionally, individually, personally, and and make money. So we're going to take a quick yeah. break. We're going to come back and we're going to uh, sort of segue into talking about money management and what's going on today as it relates to our financial stability. Okay, we'll be right back. So listeners, stay tuned because we've got a lot more with my guest, Achilles Lorea. Thank you. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Things Worth Considering, featuring host Gord Riddell and Dr. Jan Hill, is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore what we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. If you are looking to deepen your understanding of karma, the law of attraction, metaphysics, mindfulness, and intuition, be sure to tune in each week for You, the Universe, the Holistic Mind with host Catherine Potter. Catherine and her insightful guests will show how everything interconnects, explaining concepts and modalities that connect the mind and body. It's a refreshing look at the universe and the laws that govern it. Listen every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to my guest today, Achilles Lorea, founder and CEO of Lorea Wealth Management from New York. Achilles, on the first half, I tell you, I was spellbound about all this about karate and (laughs) how you absolutely got a job, you know, using that skill set. Bully, you didn't say bully, but you said you talked your way into it. You did not take no. So I wrote the word tenacity. So tell me about the money-making projects that you've done, because you've done so much as it relates to money, developing what we call a money script and how to change people's mindsets as it relates to money. How did you get into this really very quickly where, you know, you know all these secrets and you wanted to share these with a lot of entrepreneurs and business people? Well, it really just happened through experience. When I was running those karate schools, I learned a lot about business. And you wouldn't think that a karate school makes all that much money, but they do especially when they're well-run. They're like machines. And so when I talk to entrepreneurs, I'm not talking as a wealth manager per se. I'm talking as an one entrepreneur to another because I opened up my own business 
back in 2002, March of 2002. So you have to take that into consideration that I was really just trying to be, you know, one entrepreneur to another, imparting some good advice and along the way helping them make their lives a lot easier and a lot better. And I, and I think that's great. What do you think that are mo- when you when you've done all this and I know you've done a lot of research uh, and and I applaud again for just wanting to give back what you learned. What were some of the things that you do tell entrepreneurs? Maybe the first thing is it that they need to change their money mindset or their money script. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, the mindset is one thing, but I go even back to basics. I go, you remember, you know, they used to have a class called home economics way back mm-hmm. in the days. And, you know, uh, going back to the basic budget, you know, entrepreneurs, they're not looking at the numbers all the time, but you really have to be cognizant of the numbers in front of you. And you have to understand that numbers play a vital role in any decision-making that you're going to do going forward. Mm-hmm. And if you're not cognizant of those numbers, you will have problems. You'll probably succeed in spite of it, <laughs> but most people don't. Some people do but what I found, another thing that I, uh, I, aside from the basic budget, was to put a vision down. What do you foresee this business looking like? And not the usual five years, but let's take a year. What can you realistically do? And is it feasible? You know, is it something that you can believe in? Because a lot of people, they don't believe in what they're doing when they basically replace a high-paying job for their entrepreneurship. Can, can I... And that's, that's a no-no. Uh, Achilles, can I go back to one, one point you made? Because uh, this, was, this came out uh, as I was watching Shark Tank, because I like to watch that show. And there are a number of cases where the people coming into Shark Tank, the entrepreneurs, did not know their numbers. So would you explain... So that my listeners, who some may be new out there, don't understand what yeah. you mean when you say you need to know your numbers. Yeah, you need to know what you're bringing in on a daily basis in terms of revenue, what your expenses are versus that revenue. So that way, at the end of the day, what is my net? What is what is happening here for me to make money and go next level because I can't go next level if I don't know that net. You know, I can kind Mm -hmm. of sort of have a projection in mind, but without knowing those hard numbers that I just Mm -hmm. mentioned, Mm -hmm. it's pretty difficult. Okay. I'm I'm sorry I had to take you back to that because uh, it was really kind of embarrassing. I think there were three African-American young men and there have been others and they, they had a great concept. They had been doing business, but they didn't know their numbers. And because of that, they were turned down. So I'm glad you mentioned that. So thank you so much for sharing that in order to succeed. Uh, A vision. You also said that you need to know what, not just in five years, but what your business is going to look like in a year. Did I hear you say that? What is it going to look like in a year? Did I understand you say that? Okay. All right. Yeah. It's important. The reason I say a year is, mm-hmm. you know, some of us can't think five years. Some okay. of us can't do two years. So let's take oh. the year. Okay. Easy year so to see. So it's it's small steps, maybe. <laughs> take some small yeah, steps. Baby you steps. can't take those big baby steps. Baby steps. 
Okay. What do you I think? think, of- I think uh, you know, something so important that pe- most people will overlook it. Okay. And, and I want to ask, too, what are some of the challenges overall do you think that business entrepreneurs, uh, those even who are successful, are facing some of the challenges you're facing right now in the United States as it relates to money? And it could be global. What, what do you think? Yeah, well, I, I mean, the, the, I've, what I have found uh, mm-hmm. talking to entrepreneurs here, talking to entrepreneurs, uh, you know, in other countries, the, mm-hmm. the problems are a little different, but they're not that much different. Mm-hmm. Lack of capital. You know, lack of capital for some businesses, you're dead in the water. You know, if you don't get that capital, that, that fresh capital coming in or sustainable uh, capital, you know, to, to ma- maintain the machines. So you have well, to keep that in mind. Okay. What about uh, partnerships or people that maybe develop partnerships to, to be sustainable what do you, and, or ventures? with other companies or with other partners? That's what I'm trying to say. Ask that question. Yeah. Very important uh, that you, the, ch- the companies that you choose and the like, that you are a good fit for them and they for you because you're going to be with them a while. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I've seen a lot of fighting between mm-hmm. companies because of that non-fit. And it can get really messy. And it's not in your best interest if you don't do it right. So you really have to just stay stay within and have the wherewithal to say no if it's not a good fit for you. Okay. One of, one of the things, so this is an intriguing question. Um, I have not done a lot of research to find out how many entrepreneurs or people that we have now. But it seems, you know, a lot of people are looking at being, uh, you know, going, becoming an entrepreneur. So we have a plethora of people who are going, you know, who are becoming business owners and entrepreneurs. What's the best advice that you could give somebody who may be just starting out as you did in 2002? You can't be afraid. You got to play without a net. You know, some people are very conservative. And to that, I would say, if you want to be conservative, don't become an entrepreneur. You really have to say to yourself, I'm going for it. I'm going to put my best foot forward and I'm going to find the right people to partner with or I'm going to make sure that the decisions that I personally make are the best ones for my business. And do you believe that people have to have a a certain amount uh, to invest? Because the the best investment is you've got to be able to invest yourself because it takes I've been told three to five years to be successful and actually have an ROI. You know, it's, it's different for every business. I mean, uh, I was fortunate that I had a client base when I started my firm. Okay. And, it, it, you know, we became profitable the first year. But I've heard of other businesses. It's taken two years. Some have taken five years, ten years really depends on the industry and the individual. But, uh, but going back to tenacity, right? If you really mm-hmm. believe in what you're doing, it should take less time than more. Okay. Achilles, I have an interesting question, too, and it's not moving off from our point, but how did you end up being a television guest and commentator for Fox News and Univision <laughs> Communications? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I, I wrote a book called Your Money and You in English. But okay. interesting, interestingly enough, we, we didn't really get any traction amongst networks uh, at the time. So I went around the Spanish circuit, and uh, I did uh, some appearances on Univision, which is Channel 41 here in New York, mm-hmm. and that was all Spanish. Uh, <laughs> um, I speak Spanish maybe 30% of the time. Okay. You know, I, because all my, all my clients speak English, you know, so I'm really speaking more with uh, certain people and family. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even then, we, you know, we've all learned English, so it's really a preference. Right. Okay. So what happens is that one day I'm at a, <laughs> interestingly enough, I'm at a networking meeting, you know, trying to do business development. I bump into this guy who... You know, we're introduced, and he's like, hey, would you be interested on be, in being on TV? And I said, I've done a couple of appearances already. He looked at the video on the spot. He goes, I don't know what you're saying, but I like what you're doing, you know, and you're natural. He's like, would you be interested on being on Fox News? And I said, <laughs> would I? Of course. So then uh, a few days later, <laughs> I get a call from this guy. And I'm laughing because I look back, you know, with reverence now. Uh, I get a call from this guy. He says, the producer of the show wants to talk to you. It's kind of like an audition. You know, you're going to talk to them for about five minutes. He's going to ask you questions. Ask, you know, I'm going to ask you a few questions before to prepare you. And the guy calls me. We run through it. I don't even think it was three minutes, Barbara. And... All of a sudden, my guy calls me back and says, you're going to be on Fox show Maria Bartiromo next week, next Wednesday at 8 o'clock in the morning. You okay with that? (laughs) (laughs) I I laugh. (laughs) Of course I'm okay with that. And that one appearance led to so many different appearances. I mean, this year alone, I've done 52 appearances, and that's including your show, uh, and I've been fortunate enough where they keep asking me back. You know, they like what I have to say in English well, and in Spanish. So I'm happy for that. I'm, I feel very fortunate. Yes, you should. You should. What is the, the main thing that you're telling uh, the guests on the show? Uh, not the guests, but the listeners. What kind of things are you telling well, you know, them? Yeah, you know, I'm telling them uh, things that you're not, you know, not the average uh, analyst is going to tell you. You know, I w- uh, people say the thing that they like about me when I'm talking is that I bring it down to its simplest components, that it's easy to understand what I'm talking about, and then at the same time, I, you know, I impart some wisdom based on my experience. You know, so for argument's sake, if, you know, you have stocks that have been doing X percentage for years, and you're looking to make it different or, you know, buy others or what have you, I'll make some recommendations for you. I am one of the only advisors I know who's not afraid to, you know, express an opinion. Okay. So I guess people like that. Now, I, you know, I can't say other reasons, but they do like me making it simple for them. That's for sure. Well, let's make something real simple right now for some of the listeners who are mm-hmm. out there. Um, one of the things that I do know is you share a lot of the secrets with uh, your your business owners and listeners on the, that show, how they can get out of debt and make more money. 
And I think right now that's a big issue with a lot of people. How can I get out of debt and make more money? So what are some of the secrets yeah. you share? Tell the yeah, truth. Uh, one of, <laughs> yeah, the first, the first thing is you have to understand that is like this monster. And, you know, it's not like you're going to beat it in one day. But you can make an impact. You know, you know a lot of people go to Starbucks, mm-hmm. right? And they'll spend, I don't know, five to ten bucks between the pastry and the coffee. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, what if you did that with your debt? You know, five to ten bucks extra every single month. There are calculators to tell you, hey, that's going to bring your debt down significantly in a predetermined period of time. And I'll show them, hey, here's the difference. You know, would, uh, you know, for instance, the Starbucks example, you know, what if we could bring that debt down instead of you eating out, you know, you decide to take your lunch with you, you could bring down your debt quite significantly in a matter of four or five years. And some, in some cases, completely eliminate that debt. And they don't believe it until they see it start happening. You know, same thing if you're telling your guy for or gal for college planning. You know, they're like, I, I can barely pay the bills. How am I going to get this debt down? Or how am I going to get my kid into college or whatever? That's another strategy. But these are just some of the things that you could be doing. So you talk about how your daily spending habits and the subsequent changes that you make can change your financial future. Okay? Oh, absolutely, without a doubt. Okay. Now, what what was one of the other points that we make? Because uh, there are a lot of people talking about it. I know their 401ks, their retirement plans. Um, how can your retirement how and particularly for a lot of I would say people of color as they start to look at retirement what sort of advice do you give business owners or entrepreneurs as they start to look at retirement and developing a retirement plan or even I call it a succession plan <laughs> well you can call it whatever you want just so long as you're making strides to you know get there so there's a lot of people who have great intentions and make no moves to change what they're doing. In other words, you know, the company might, I don't know, match them 30, 3%, you know, of what they contribute. That shouldn't be the reason why you make that contribution 3%, because that's all they'll do. Well, I worked with a utility company where the employees were doing nothing but that particular percentage. And I said to them, uh, to the employees, not going to be able to have a comfortable retirement unless you change your mind. Your mindset has to be, hey, I'm going to put anywhere between 10 and 20%, and that's going to allow me to do what I need to do. But they're hem-hawing at the beginning, and I say, forget the hem-hawing. <laughs> think, think how this can help you five years down the road. Think how this can help you become not financially free, Think how this can put you in a better place going forward. I don't like to use financially free. I think that's a bad term. Okay. But just imagine if you could what your life would look like if we took most of the behemoth off your table. 
and did it in a very short period of time. But you're going to have to do your part. You're going to have to be dis- disciplined. You're going to have to think differently. And you're going to have to trust me that I'm doing the right thing for you all along the way. I have a lot of entrepreneurs and executives, you know, spanning a 23-plus year career. And mm-hmm. time and time again, they would come back to me saying, you know, you were right about this thing. It wasn't that I knew everything. It just, I had the conviction to know that discipline would solve most of the problems that they had. And, and that I think they you're, didn't have it, that they needed someone to have it. <laughs> I think you're right about that. Discipline is so important. And that's one of the things you learned being the karate kid. And we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back because we're going to finish up with my guest today with his important tips. I've got a lot more to share. Akeem Israel will be right back. Thank you. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hi there, and welcome back to my interview today with Achilles Lorea, who is the CEO of Lorea Wealth Management Company in New York City. Uh, and Achilles, thank you so much for sharing uh, on the previous shows, uh, segments. And now as we enter into the last segment, you know, I made up my mind. I'll never use that word financially free again after listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> But I want to really again don't, thank don't listen you. To me. You do your own thing. <laughs> no, no, but don't, don't, don't you know listen what? To me. <laughs> Are we ever financially free? I mean, really, if you start to think about it, you know, really. But uh, you have worked with so many entrepreneurs broadly uh, from all walks of life, uh, different cultures. Share uh, one of uh, in a reflective moment. What do you think has been the big, biggest channel uh, challenge? I should say 
for business leaders and those who are watching the markets get a little nervous when they see tweets from our president and the impact that may have. What's your take on that? Yeah, um, you know, this administration has its own agenda. But you know what? You should have your agenda. So when you're hearing whatever comes out of the president's mouth, the first thing you need to ask, who benefits? You know, I would like to benefit. How can I benefit from it? And if you're working with a advisor, don't be afraid to ask that question. You know, say who benefits? Or you ask me that question. I'll tell you who's going to benefit. You know, so for argument's sake, if they're saying, uh, you know, we want to start going to war in another faraway land and what have you. There are companies that do very well during war time. You know, they are, for lack of a better word, military machine companies. You know, they are right. companies that provide, you know, air uh, helicopters and the like, you know, for war. And that just means they're getting big contracts coming. So that's one possible way. Another thing is that what if, you know, we're seeing a lot of uh, political things going on. The thing you need to ask yourself is, is the market really caring what the administration is saying at this particular point? Or is it we care for the moment, but we're moving on? I find that the market doesn't really care too much. It might care for half a second. You know, and half a second is meaning more like it might affect it for an hour, the markets. But then it corrects itself and goes back to doing it. You know, people forget. But what is the market? Supply and demand. No? Absolutely. People want to buy and sell securities. And irrespective of what the administration says, people have their own agenda. People want to do their own benefit. Don't forget that if you're an investor. What's right for you? And do the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the, only you know what's best. That's right. You know, it's really interesting because one of the things that I usually say in terms of people, particularly a lot of younger women who are asking me, Dr. Young, about what kind of business should I go in? And I said, find a need and fill it. Because when you said supply and demand, find a need and fill it. But a need that fits your purpose, a need that you're excited about, a need that you feel will be something that's sustainable for you personally and spiritually. So that's that's Dr. B talking. That's just Dr. B talking. You know, I, I have you know, I have you on the you know, and I've got so many questions I want to ask you. And so because of, of your perspective and, and you're this commentator out there on Fox News, do you see that we might be facing a recession? Because that question gets asked, and I'm just throwing that out there for all of my listeners who are in, you know, uh, who may have had these concerns because what does 2020 look like? We've got an election year coming up, and people seem to be concerned about where we're going, you know, as it relates to the re- a recession. What, in your view, do you think? You know, I've been talking about a recession for the last two years, it seems. But uh, <laughs> here's, here's the issue. All right, here's the problem with it. Record low unemployment. We have interest rates that are low. Back to the unemployment, we're 50 years at its lowest point. We're so low right now. 
consumption. That's what we're here. Achilles, we're here. We got high unemployment. We'll hear that from the top people that we have record high employment. <laughs> and you're saying yeah. we got record yeah, low employment. But, uh, but uh, you know what's more important right now? Yes. Why it's not happening? Consumption. There okay. are, uh, we are a great consumer country. Yes, we are. We buy a lot of stuff. Yes, so we do. That drives the economy. And so long as, you know, people are working, and so long as interest rates are low, people are going to keep buying houses. What a great time to do this. Record low, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of interest rates, refinances, all that wonderful stuff. But more importantly, this consumption thing is so important because it's just going to keep us going. And there's a segment of the population right now, which I mentioned in uh, one of the shows I appeared on, which is the Latino segment. You know, it's the largest minority in the United States forthcoming. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the consumption, they spend over 80% of their uh, monthly income as consumers. Jeez. Phenomenal. Phenomenal driver of earnings, growth, mm. you name it. 80%? And that's just a small, yeah, it's crazy. 80%? Wow. You just love to buy things, Barbara. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> well, you know, we got all these commercials right now. I've been asked, you know, to go out and get stuff for my great granddaughter, Frozen. You know, I mean, all this market. You know, the, I mean, there's a big advertising market for all these consumption. And now we've got Black Friday coming up, Black Thursday. I mean, they're even doing pre-advanced sales. And what does that do? That drives people to what? Buy, buy, buy. <laughs> so it's hard sure to does. resist. It's hard to resist. Let me, let me ask you, are you going to stop? Are you going to stop from buying just because they say that a recession is coming? I, but I'm not a I'm not a buyer, but I think most people will. <laughs> most people <laughs> I don't think don't. they'll stop they buying. Do you? Going. They just keep going and buying. They but don't care whether they know that Christmas is a time where they get one chance to make some people feel happy, namely their family. Right. And it's one chance to cook and and be the people that we're supposed to be. You know, irregardless, I mean, regardless of race, color, creed, uh, orientation, or what what have you. It's a great time of year. So, in answer to the question, do you think we're facing a, re- a recession? You're, you're sort of swaying towards yes. Because I, I, don't, I think if the recession is going to happen, it's going to be probably 18 months more. I'm pushing in my, my diagnosis back. Because I mm-hmm. originally thought it was going to come sooner. Uh, when, I, when the strike with GM started, I was like, uh-oh, that's the beginning of it. you know. But that got resolved rather quickly. And all the factors, which I mentioned before, just don't support it just yet. Will okay. it come and how will it be? You know, Is it going to be really uh, acute? But so what would so you advise answer, no. to people? What would you <laughs> advise for business entrepreneurs and just people in general to start maybe in 2020 to start listening up? Number one, you're saying it's not spending all that money in Starbucks, but realizing at the small amounts that you can beat it 
with five or even ten dollars, that extra money that you would save and apply it to your debt. That's one piece of advice you did because debt is a monster, you said. I'm using your words. And um, the consumer drives the economy. So low interest rates now for the houses. And I remember 2008 when everything fell out, people who did buy houses because they were affordable. They had all kinds of crazy loans. And what happened, the market and a lot of people lost their homes. Right now, we're in a situation uh, where many people have lost their homes due to fires and floods, natural disasters that have happened, and they've got to rebuild. So that's going to happen in 2020. The insurance rates, I don't know where they'll be because a lot of them, uh, hopefully, and many of them I know, did have home insurance. So the insurance companies are going to have to come up. So, I mean, I'm just saying this because I'm not the wealth manager and I really, but I do read and look at the news, <laughs> have to stay, you know, current. And as you start to see these things, they make sense. You know, they start to make sense. So what's one final thing that you would like to say to the audience? Uh, because I know you do some counseling um, and I call it a little piece of advice from Achilles and how they can get in touch with you if they'd like to get more advice from you. Where would they go, Achilles, as we are sort of entering towards the end of the show? Yeah, uh, and it went so quickly. Uh, I know. Yeah, you know, it's so easy to get in touch with me. You reach out to me on the social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh, you know, send me a private message. Uh, you know, get, get on my calendar, and let's talk. Uh, I also have a book called Your Money and You, uh, that talked a little bit about uh, what we uh, talked today. I'm in the process of my second book. Uh, does not, you know, it does not have a working title as of yet, but that I'm in rewrites now, and that should be coming out hopefully in the next two months. And so, you also uh, have, you have a 15-minute strategy session that you offer. How can somebody get a, Do they go to info at loreawealth.com? To schedule a 15 minutes. You can either minutes. go to info at loreawealth.com or go to the social media and uh, get on my calendar that way and direct message me. Okay. Because I'd like, if people are more interested in what you have to say, because I think you have a lot to say and I'll have to get you back next year, definitely in January. We've got to talk about karate. No, we're going <laughs> to. <laughs> well, you know, we can always talk about budgets and starting off the year right. Absolutely. I'd love to do that. Um, one last piece of advice. Uh, we're in the age of social media. How do you feel social media, if we can just say it in a sentence? How, it's growing and it's changing every day. How does it help you? And do you think it's going to help business leaders and entrepreneurs in the future? Because it's just changing so if rapidly. If you're not on social media, you are missing out. You have the chance to reach an audience that's exponential. Mm-hmm. But it's up to you how seriously you take it. But you have to decide. That's what I'm going to say to entrepreneurs, that if you're not talking and you're not on social media, you know, so I tell people, do videos. You know, you don't have time to type. Do videos. Mm-hmm. Keep it under half a minute. Okay. But if you're not doing it, you're missing out, and you could totally uh, do better by being on social media. I really want to thank you. If you could set, I got a real big question for you, Achilles. If you could set no, up a huge, no more. <laughs> I got this one. If you have a, if you had the opportunity to set up a huge banner anywhere, where would you put it, and what would it say? 
I would probably be a little partial to my hometown, but get it on all social media saying, if you're not investing in yourself and winning for yourself, then who? I love it. If you're not investing in yourself and winning for yourself, then who? Thank you so much. As a businessman, so many well, I'm just excited with so many years of experience, I gotta have you back. Um, because really you have quite a few tips that are really have been Anytime, helpful. Anytime, Barbara. Anytime. Very helpful. Be my so pleasure. thank you so much for this insightful interview. And I want to wish you success continually with your venture to help people and unite the world of business for people of color and all people with your essential wisdom, financial strategies for success. So listeners, I'm so delighted to have had Achilles Larea on the show today. And again, I'll put up a sign where you can get a hold of him. And this is Dr. B signing off until next week. I've got another outstanding guest for you. None other than the legendary Matthew Knowles who will be sharing about his latest book that's coming out, Destiny's Child, The Untold Story. So mark your calendars for December 3rd at 12 noon, because he'll be here live in the studio. And again, Achilles Lorea, take care of yourself. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving and cook that turkey for the family. <laughs> and I wish... <laughs> to you and yours, Dr. Barbara. Thank and you, you have so your vegan diet. Look forward to working with you again. All right. Thank you and have a very blessed day. And thank you, listeners. I want you to be blessed and have a wonderful Thanksgiving, a very safe Thanksgiving. And above all, be grateful and share love. Bye-bye. See you next week. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have an outstanding week.